Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Love What Matters presents Your Story is a production of Love What Matters and iHeartRadio. Hi, I'm Colin Balf, founder and CEO of Love What Matters, and welcome to Love What Matters presents Your Story. Each week, we'll hear an incredible story of compassion, kindness, and above all, love. Most women, when they're meeting their firstborn child for the first time, it's in a hospital room and it's, you know, they're putting that baby in their arms for the first time. My first time with my child was getting to shake his hand, as awkward as that sounds. But in that moment, there was still as much love for my child as I feel like any mother would have for their newborn baby. You just heard from Casey, a 27-year-old mother of three, who found parenthood in a way most might find unconventional. Inspired by work she and her husband had done with troubled youth, Casey decided she wanted to provide teenagers with permanent homes through adoption. Despite constant backlash from people in her community who didn't think she could handle adopting teenagers before having biological children, Casey has persisted in starting a family on her own terms. She was kind enough to share the story of the long emotional road to adopting her first son. Four years into their marriage, Casey and Peter felt they were ready to start their own family in their own unconventional way, of course. My husband and I made the choice to have a vasectomy and to, I guess, sterilize ourselves so that whenever we did have our children, we could look them in the face and tell them that they were always plan A and never plan B. We chose that we would prefer kids over the age of 13. It had just been the age group that we were working with and that we really felt our hearts called to. And also, statistically, kids over the age of 10, really, don't find families once they've been released for adoption. It's very, very difficult. I think the statistic between 15 and 18 is that 5% of kids are adopted. And so we really just, we wanted to be that home. And they'll tell you, you know, once you get involved in the system that people don't want to take teenagers. It's scary. It's too much work. Any child over the age of eight, really, the likelihood of them getting adopted just plummets and gets shattered to pieces. When talking to others about plans for their family, the couple quickly realized the biggest hurdle they'd have to jump was the stigma of adopting teenagers. When you meet me, I'm not the kind of person that you have a lot of confidence in. I'm about five foot two, blonde. I look kind of like I have no idea what's going on ever. People just have a really bad habit of underestimating me and my family. People would, they'd be like, oh my gosh, that's so exciting. They're going to kill you in your sleep. You should never do this ever. This is a horrible plan. You're too young. You don't know what you're doing. And I mean, of course, we were young. We didn't know what we were doing. Still have no idea what we're doing, but it works. I think one of the things that people said to me that really bothered me was, I could never raise a kid that I didn't raise from birth because they had too much baggage and different things like that. And I was like, that's not baggage. That's their life. And that's things that have happened to them. And we were just constantly bombarded with crazy. So a lot of times we just kept our mouth shut. But Casey is, if anything, resilient against personal criticism. I'm the kind of person that when somebody tells me no, I just kind of smile (laughs) and then I do it anyways, which gets me in trouble a lot. But at the same time, it really gives me 
a lot to talk about and really great life experiences. So whenever we were met with hostility, I would just look at my husband and I'd say, okay, are you ready now? Because I am, let's do this thing. It took a great case agent to finally be taken seriously and get closer to adopting their first child. She walked out of the car and I walked up to greet her because we were so excited. And she goes, so you the guy, you're the ones that want teenagers. And I said, yeah, we are. And she said, are you crazy? And it was in joking and in jest. She wasn't going to try and stop us. She wasn't going to try to argue with us. She was just kind of there to do her job like everybody else was. Casey and Peter knew they wanted to adopt a child permanently. They already had two rooms set up for their future children in their home. But they also knew that because of their preference towards teenagers, they'd have to be open to fostering. When she asked us if we were open to fostering, we kind of just looked at each other like, oh, saw that one coming. Because, I mean, the ultimate goal is to keep kids safe when you're in the system. And then it just hit me, and I was like, what would I do if a child were just dropped off on my doorstep? I was thinking about how it didn't matter how long that person was with me or how long I had with them. If somebody in a desperate situation was dropped into my lap, I would never turn them away. And she said, well, I got a phone call while I was sitting in your driveway about 15 minutes ago for an emergency placement for a 16-year-old male. And as soon as she said it, I just said, okay, sounds good. Bring him home. She just kind of looked at me and she's like, do you want to, do you guys want to talk about it? Do y'all want to discuss this? Do you want to ask questions? And I was like, no, not really. This is our life. This is what we came here to do. And there was really no turning back. And my husband, he looked at me, he's like, are you sure we don't want to ask questions? Because when you're in the classes, they tell you, make your list of questions, figure out what you're willing to accept in a placement, you know, and I'm just like, oh, whatever, it's, it's a kid, it's a person. Without knowing anything other than 16-year-old male, we said yes. And that was the beginning of a lot. <laughs> For Casey, hearing she would finally get her child was an understandingly emotional moment filled with as much excitement as fear and doubt. Honestly, we weren't ready for it. I don't know that anyone's ever ready for the vulnerability of a child in desperate need standing on your doorstep. I was excited and scared and everything all at once that I've ever felt because it was a completely new thing and I had no idea what to be prepared for. And I just started crying and I started pacing the house and I had walked to his room. I just like slid down his door and sat on his floor and looked around and I was thinking, oh my gosh, what happens if we screw this kid up? Like what, what happens if we don't know what we're doing? What happens if any you know list of things that go through your mind when you're thinking about caring for another person you've never met before and you're going to be responsible for that person? And I was like, oh my gosh, it's like complete bliss and happiness knowing that you're about to meet your child for the first time but it's complete heartbreak knowing that everything they've ever known has been taken away and broken. Casey didn't have to wonder about what being a mom would be like for much longer because just three hours after that meeting with the caseworker her son Randall arrived. We were sitting on the couch listening to music and just trying to get some of the nervous energy out so we didn't you know trip over our words or get too crazy because he's a 16 year old boy he's obviously going to be way too cool for us. So we sat on the couch and we waited and the car pulled up and so we immediately turned the music off and they sat in the driveway and I told my husband, I was like, can we get up? Should we get up? Should we go to the door? Should we meet him at the car? You know, all this different stuff. And I, I was like, no, no, we have to play it cool. Play it cool. Just wait till they get to the front door. Wait till they knock. We can sit here. And then my husband was looking around the corner going, oh, I see part of his hair. 
he's blonde. And he would just kind of give me a little play-by-play of what was going on. We just, we watched them shut the trunk. And that was kind of the first sight of my son that I ever got. And I saw him and I just went, that's my kid. We'll be right back after a quick break. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to Love What Matters. All that love Casey felt was colored with pain when she noticed the first sign of her son's troubled past. When my son walked through the door and he had one fishing pole with no reel on it, and uh, he had two small backpacks, not really a whole lot with him. Whenever I asked him if he needed laundry done, he was like, yeah, we can do some laundry. And so I went to put his stuff in the washing machine and everything he had, which maybe was two or three pairs of shorts, four or five pairs of underwear, a few different shirts, nothing crazy. Everything was about the size of like 10 to 12 boys. And he was about that size whenever we saw him. Even though he was a couple months shy of being 17, he was really, really small. He had broken both of his collarbones a couple of times previously, so his little collarbones were sticking out and his arms were skinny. And the clothes that he had were for somebody that was six or seven years younger than him and everything he had was ripped or stained or broken. With CPS, you never know what you're going to get. You never know who's going to be walking through your door. You don't know how long they've been in the system. You don't know what they're coming from. And you won't know until they're ready to open up and share with you. And eventually, Randall did. Here's what Casey has been able to piece together about her son's life before they found each other. His birth mother was released from jail shortly before she went into labor with him. We also recently found out that he was born in the NICU and he was abandoned there. 
There was no name on his birth certificate. His biological mother did not give him a name. His original birth certificate shows no time, no weight, no height, no nothing. And he was left there for about a week until they were able to find a paternal grandmother that was willing to take him. They came and picked him up from the hospital and they raised him as their own for the first probably 11 years of his life. His biological father was released from jail when he was about five years old. So he was around the abuse starting probably around five or six years old, but he still lived with his paternal grandmother who was a wonderful woman and his paternal grandfather who was a great man who raised him to be the most kind and sensitive and loving person. And to this day, I mean, he gets along so well with older people just because that's his heart. His grandmother had a stroke, I believe, when he was 11 years old, and she went into a nursing home for a little while. And when she did, he went to live with his biological father, where he experienced abuse and neglect. With his grandmother unable to care for him, Randall got moved to somewhere around 10 to 12 different homes between the ages of 12 and 16. One of his caretakers during that time was his biological father, who was addicted to drugs and physically abusive towards Randall. When he was 15, one of his school teachers found out about Randall's background and offered to take him in. But she ended up getting cancer, and Randall, at the time, was really kind of a mess. Once it came down to it, the teacher couldn't care for him anymore because she was so ill and because of the things that he had been putting her through. And so she packed up his bags and told him he had to leave. And he went to go back to live with his biological grandfather, who is crippled and is barely able to take care of himself as it is now. He knew that his grandfather couldn't support him and couldn't take care of him, and he knew that he was going to be a burden, and so he called CPS. And when he did, they said, can you call back tomorrow because there's no place for kids like you? And they said, try to find somebody else to live with before you call here again. He went through, you know, his Facebook and every contact that he had ever met, and he was trying to find a place to live. And, I mean, probably 20 or 30 people that he reached out to, every one of them said no. And so he called the next day, and they said, okay, I guess that we'll come get you, but we want to go ahead and prepare you that there's really no place for kids like you, and usually the places that you end up aren't good places to be. But luckily, Randall ended up with Casey who made sure her home was the place where a kid with Randall's past could find a loving family. He, up until this point, had kind of been keeping things from us, didn't want us to know the gory details of his life, because in his mind, whenever people started to get to know the real him, they abandoned him, or they kicked him out, or they didn't want him anymore. He knew he'd gotten to a point of where he couldn't hide who he was anymore and be able to maintain the love that he had He just was in tears, and he looked at us, and he was telling us, I've waited my whole life to be treated the way that y'all treat me. I've never had a mom and a dad before, and I have no idea what I'm doing, and I'm screwing it up. And I just remember holding him and thinking, you and me both, kid. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I've never been a mom before. This is my first time, and I'm probably screwing it up. But despite the difficulties, it was all part of gaining Randall's trust and developing that parent-child bond. We spend a lot of time together. He's homeschooled now, but um, before he was homeschooled, we came home one day and we were in the car and he just started breaking down crying, which he does occasionally because obviously he's my kid and we cry a lot. 
I asked him and I was like, hey buddy, what's wrong? You know, what's going on? Can you tell me about it? And he just started crying and he's like, can I stay here even after I'm 18? To a lot of people, that's a given, you know, it, you're, you're, you're family, you're here for life. But for a kid in foster care, that's not a given. That is not an automatic, oh, absolutely. Typically at the age of 18, they are aged out of the system. And basically what happens is the caseworkers come and meet them and they shake their hand and tell them it was a pleasure to serve them. And then they're done. And they have nowhere to go. And at the time, my son would have been a junior in high school, homeless, with no way to support himself. He didn't have his social security card or a birth certificate or a driver's license. So for all intents and purposes, my son would have had no way to get a job or to continue with school. But he asked me, he said, can I stay here even after I'm 18? And <laughs> I was like, well, that's the easiest promise I'll ever make. And so I said, of course, you can stay after you're 18. I said, I wouldn't even let you move out at 18, even if you wanted to. I love my kids and I would like to keep them forever, but I know I can't. I accept that. And then he kept crying and I was like, baby, it's fine. I'm, you're going to stay here. He goes, but will you tuck me in too? And I said, of course, I'll tuck you in after you turn 18. So that's, that's the rule around my house, is that even if you're 18, you can still get tucked in. More with Casey after a quick break. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Love What Matters. Here's more from Casey's story. But even after their personal relationship felt stable, their family security has been threatened by people who are hostile towards the way Casey has chosen to be a mother. About two and a half months after Randall moved in with us, we had a volunteer who was on Randall's case. He decided that he did not like me because I was a 25-year-old woman who had never bore children. And he told me that that was unnatural and that there must be something crazy going on. And if I didn't want to raise my own child, why would I ever want a nasty old teenager? He said this in front of my child, and he made claims to the courts that my husband and I were not capable of raising him because of our age. When he went to the courts, he told them a story that was not true. It was actually a boy that my son had had over had said some lewd, crass things about me, and I'd confronted him about it, and we had made the choice to take him home and that he wasn't allowed back at our house. When he caught wind of this, he spun the story as it was my son that said the things that this boy did. And so he went to the judge, and the judge ordered immediate removal. So we had this meeting with a couple of different caseworkers and then the volunteer that had told the lies. And so we sat down, and we probably had a three- or four-hour-long conversation about the things that were being misconstrued and the things that were being said and how it was completely inappropriate and completely untrue. And they're like, they kept on saying, you know, there's nothing you can do. And so my son was just, you know, he kept on saying, I'll run away, I'll run away, I'll run away. And we had a really good relationship with his caseworker. And she was just absolutely devastated 
that somebody could say something and cause such a ripple to happen that would get this boy taken from our home when we were the people that wanted him. I said, he's not going anywhere. This boy is my son and I will call my attorney now or I will call my attorney later. Take your pick. <laughs> and the caseworker was like, oh no, don't don't call an attorney. We're we're gonna be okay. We're gonna we're gonna get a court date. We're gonna get this in front of the judge. Everything's gonna be fine. And they said, but we still wanna take him to this group home on Monday for this visit to see if they will even accept him there. And so we were just heartbroken. Monday rolled around. The caseworker called and she said, um, so we canceled the meeting. He's not going to go. And they said, we have a plan. They said, you can take custody of him if you would like to take custody, but you will lose all of the government assistance that you get, which is insurance and a small stipend, which when it comes to would I rather have a few hundred dollars a month or would I rather have my child? And so we were like, well, yeah, obviously we'll take custody of him. And she said, okay, we just have to convince the judge. And so we went to court with probably about 30 to 40 people. And we packed out a courtroom showing this judge that we were capable and we were his family. And this is the best place for him to be. And the volunteer didn't show up. <laughs> the judge granted us custody of our son. And I was in tears. That was the first time that I had ever met my son's birth mother. They had brought her and his birth father in to testify. And my son's birth mother stood in front of the judge, looked at me, and she looked at my husband, and she was in tears. And of course, she had been in jail, so she was in shackles. She told the judge, I can only imagine what my life would have been like if I would have had people like this to love me. She said, please, please, let them take my son. There is so much selflessness in knowing that you want what's best for your child, even if it's not you. And I genuinely respect that about her. And I love her for that. The judge met us in the hallway after, and he said, thank you. He said, stories like this don't ever happen for kids like this. We went home, and we were given custody of our son. And CPS had to step out of the case, and we knew they weren't coming back. Once Randall turned 18 and his biological parents' rights to custody were fully terminated, Casey and Peter could officially adopt Randall and focus on creating their forever family. His dreams are beautiful. Randall is a very talented baseball player. He is a left-handed pitcher. He has a D1 curveball, he's been told. His goals are to go to college and to play baseball for college, which is awesome because he has been doing different tryouts as it's his senior year. But at the same time, he's kind of a really realistic person. I do a lot of encouraging him to explore the things that he loves to do, and he loves to fish, and he loves animals. So his goal right now is to become an inland fishery scientist or a game warden here in Texas so he can kind of enjoy the animals in the outdoor. He's an outdoorsy person. He is so secure, and he doesn't worry. There's no worry anymore in his face. He's not on edge. He knows how to laugh. He knows how to have fun going into it, having a 16-year-old. I never thought that we could teach him or he would learn how to be a kid again. But Randall's really embraced having a family and having parents and just being exactly who he is in the moment. Since settling in with Randall, Casey's family has been able to show this kind of love to more children. So my husband and I actually have three sons. 
We have our oldest, and then we have another 16-year-old, and our youngest son just turned 15 back in August. They've been with us for quite a while. We love them incredibly so much, and their adoption day is one week from yesterday. So in a week, I will have three sons who share our name. It's been a long road for Casey and her kids, but despite all of their struggles, she is proud to have fulfilled her life's purpose through dedication to this unconventional family. I don't feel any different than any other mom. It can be hurtful at times because people like to try and steal my motherhood from me because it doesn't make sense to them. Motherhood is beautiful for me. I'm that mom that I'm always at the sporting events. I'm cheering them on, I'm wearing the t-shirts. I love it, I live and breathe being a mom. I never thought it could be this beautiful. I never thought that we could actually have a family and to be so real and to be so connected and for it to mean so much. And I've got several friends that have done the same thing and they've adopted older kids and I feel like this story is just the same with me and my fellow moms who have older kids that are close in age, is that there is just nothing like this bond that you have because it didn't come from biology and it didn't come because it had to come. It came because it was meant to come. Thanks for listening today. I hope you heard something that inspires and empowers you. For more stories like this one, check out lovewhatmatters.com. This podcast is a production of Love What Matters and iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Colin Balf. The Love What Matters Presents Your Story podcast is produced by Miranda Hawkins and me and mixed by Josh Thane. Emily Marinoff is our engineer and Aaron Kaufman is our editor. Editorial oversight by Miranda Hawkins and me with help from Emily Marinoff and Juliet Muller. Special thanks to Nikki Etor, Kevin Balf, Chris Balf, Wilson Garrett, Red Seat Ventures, and Craig Kitchen. You can find more inspiring stories at lovewhatmatters.com. We'll see you next week. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.